You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, welcome back into the podcast that we like to call From the Podium, where you hear directly from your Kansas City Chiefs. I'm host and audio producer of the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network, Stephen Serta. On Monday, the Chiefs were back at the Arrowhead training facility. We heard from defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo, offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy, special teams coordinator Dave Tobe, and safety Justin Reed. We'll go in that order, starting with Steve Spagnolo, followed by Eric Bieniemy. After that, we'll take a quick timeout, and when we get back, we'll finish things up with Dave Tobe and Justin Reed. Here's Steve Spagnolo. I'm here, ready to go. No opening comments. I'm gonna just let you fly, fire away. Steve, you told us in OTAs that you were kind of more or less racing the clock to get everything put together with all the new guys yeah. before the regular season starts. I know you still have some time left, but how, how are you feeling about that race now? Not pretty good. I mean, the, the early on, I know we talked a lot about this um, in terms of the volume of, of scheme and all that. It's been way, cut way back, you know, in these preseason games. And everybody does that, right? Everybody kind of gets vanilla. Um, but we'll just add a little bit here and there when we start headway in toward Arizona and just be careful with how much we add on. Your teams have tended, since you've been here at least, to, to be better late in the season defensively than early in the season. The Super Bowl year, you could certainly say that. Yeah. Last year, you could say that. Yeah. Why? I know that's not really your intention, but why do you feel like that's been the case? Uh, there's probably a lot of reasons for it. Um, certainly, that first year, it was all new to everybody, right? You know, there wasn't a. Some of the coaches we had obviously knew the packages because I had been with them, but certainly all of the players were new. Um, last year, I, I don't know, we kind of got off to, I, I'm not so sure we played good enough football, really. Obviously, we didn't, right? And then we finally, uh, we found a way to find our stride somewhere in the middle, and we got back to who we were and what we do. So maybe they're two different kind of years. But I do think there is an element of, and I think I've said this before, uh, I think you spend, or at least I do, you spend the first quarter of the season, so four games. Not exactly a quarter anymore, is it? Um, <laughs> But figuring out what you have, who you are, and what you're going to do, it take because you can't always get it all figured out going against one type of offense. And we, this is a unique offense that we go through, from you know the OTAs and right in through training camp, and then we see some some different things along the way. And, and you, you got some figuring out to do. Uh, we got new guys that we're not really sure where their strength and weaknesses are, and we're always trying to figure that out. Yeah, who fits into that category? Uh, you know, probably only the, anybody that's new. I would say. I mean, Juan's been here for a while, so we have a pretty good feel for him. Um, but there's a lot, a lot of new faces. You know, it's a pretty with good. It's a pretty good list. With those new faces, uh, it's, it's about coming together, right? I know Trent and Duffy talked post game about you know you're emphasizing the coming together part of it. How much do you emphasize that? All the time. I mean, we call it a defensive unit because it needs to be unified. Um, we can't be going in different directions. And I, I all defensive football. In, in my opinion, all the good teams function really well as a unit. You can't have just two really good players on one side of the ball and expect it to work, especially defensively, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Rashad Benton is down again. Fair to say that Joshua Williams is, might be the next man Well, up. Josh and Jalen. 
but I'm sorry. Yeah, listen, they, there's going to have to be somebody that's going to step. We're going to have dings and bumps and bruises along the way, uh, and guys are going to have to step up. Uh, we may move some things around depending on uh, how the injuries fall. But with Rashad, that was sad because he missed all, you know, so you get a little nick. And, uh, but we're going to be careful with it and hopefully get him back soon. But right now I think Jalen and um, Joshua would take the, the bulk of his, his reps. Coach, you mentioned a lot of the new faces, and I'm sure, like when you, after the draft, and even with, like some of the signings, you have some expectations for them. Through OTAs, training camp, two preseason games, how much have they exceeded your expectations mm. as you head into this final drive for the regular season? I, uh, you know, I, you asked you asked me the expectation question a lot, um, and I think there's an assumption that I have certain expectations. I, you know. We're hopeful in certain areas, you know, when we get a certain guy, when we get a guy. But I'm always starting from ground zero, you know, and building from there uh, and trying to get them from point A to point B. Uh, and some of those guys are getting there quicker than others, you know. Um, but that part of it's never going to stop. I, I was more, you're more hopeful when you get new guys, in my opinion. Because in some regards, you never really know what you're getting. I mean, that, throughout the history of the the NFL, there's been a bunch of first-round picks that everybody thought was going to, and it doesn't happen, right? So you can't predict it. Um, that's why I kind of stay away from that. Basically, just try to build. Do you put a time? Do you put? I'm sorry. Do you put a timetable on that? Getting from point A to point B. Well, I, I mean, it depends on what situation we're in. I mean, look, look, if we were sitting here with 11 starters that had played three straight years, then a guy behind them, the timetable isn't nearly as quick. You know, when you don't have that, guy's got to speed it up a little bit quicker. But yeah, it's probably dictated line, by what we have. People always say Spags doesn't want to play rookie business anymore. Yeah, I don't know it's where that comes from, but yeah. You got you have to. You got a lot of rookies yeah. to choose from. Now. Here's my thing. Here's my thing with with anybody and anything. Take the rookie off of it. I believe you have to earn anything you get. That's just me. Um, whether that's rookies, whether that's a new guy coming in, whether it's a new coach, you know, you got to earn. That's that's what this league's all about. You earn what you get. Um, but this year might be a little bit different, right? I mean, we've got to put somebody out there, right? Um, <laughs> How so, long does it take to earn it? I mean, sometimes quicker than others. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Right? You could earn it in a week because you just dominated for a week, you know. Um, but this this business, you, you got to earn. I don't think uh, – listen, uh, I in any mentoring situation, I think you should – this is just me. I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. I mean, things should be earned. How set in stone do you think the 53 man is? Do you have a pretty good I'm idea? sorry. How set in stone do you think the 53 uh, man is? Do you have you a know, idea? Or? Well, probably a better question for Brett and, and Coach Reed, but in our case on defensively, I think there's still some battles going on. Yeah, that's a, Listen, that's a good thing, right? If you have them. If, I guess if it was set in stone, maybe that wouldn't be good because it would be too clear cut. I guess it would be, it'd depend on how good the ones were, that, <laughs> <laughs> right? I mean, it's all relative, but. There, there are some that are probably well-defined, but I think there are still some, some good battles. Colin Saunders, he's had some bright moments. He's yeah. also had some times where Sterling yeah. was a double team or had the penalty, things like that. Yeah, those, that, whole, that whole group in there is in a pretty good battle, That uh, all of those tackles in there. But they've all kind of shown signs of playing pretty good football, which is good for us. So what do you Thanks, look everyone. for to differentiate It just depends on the position, you know. But I mean, for the D-tackle position. Yeah, that production in there. I mean, I'm big on block destruction, you know, tearing off blocks. You know, going back to all the basics and, and guys that are producing. And all, I think all those guys have done a little bit of that.
do. Yeah. We good? Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Good afternoon. How we doing? Uh, feels good to come up here today uh, after a, a pretty good team victory. I thought our guys played hard. I thought there was some, some things that we improved upon. Uh, is it perfect? No, it's not perfect. But one thing that I am appreciating is the effort. I'm also appreciating the chemistry that's being developed and formed right now. With that said, I'm all ears. How much do you get the sense that Patrick is, there feels a little bit of pressure to find a certain receiver right now, and maybe that's leading to some of this early success in the past game? You know, I don't, let me just say it this way, and hopefully I understand your question the right way. I don't think he's feeling any pressure to get rid of it. I think he's just doing a great job of distributing the football. Uh, the thing that I think that we've added, and obviously we, we know what took place this offseason. We've lost a, a great player who's going to continue to be great. But the thing that we've added, we've added some pieces. And these guys are doing a heck of a job. And I think we have a lot of depth at many positions, you know, not just at the running back position. We've got depth at that position as far as the receiver room and the tight end room. Pat's just doing a great job of distributing the football. And the thing that he does in practice, he finds all those guys and it keeps, keeps them all involved. So everybody's working to get open. And so I just think that's the chemistry that's being formed. And you see guys just working to improve upon it. There's a lot of teams that aren't playing their quarterback in the preseason. What benefit are you getting out of seeing that in three uh, You know what? I, I get a lot out of it because, first of all, the only way you can continue to improve at our game is to play. And so the only thing that you want to do is see you guys play when there's live uh, people out there coming after him. That way he can get a feel for what it's like in the pocket. On top of that, we can get some timing down. And then when things aren't perfect, you know, how is he going to react and respond? And the same thing, as I said, for Pat, I'm looking at the other guys as well. So I enjoy watching him play because it's not only is it educating, it's something that we can take and learn from each and every day, watching the film and applying that moving forward. Eric, can you, are there specific plays you can point to from the two preseason games that you can say, oh, Pat's going to be a better player because of what happened on this particular play in this game? I'll say this, okay? The best way to say that is the way he's handling himself on the sideline, watching his leadership, and watching the communication that's taking place on the sideline. Those guys right now have a great chemistry being formed and when you have a, a, a basically an entire new bunch down there at the receiver position that's been impressive to me and then hearing the communication so yes does that mean that he could be better yes but those guys too are interacting and it's helping all of us to be better Can you give us some specific examples of that uh you know what there's i don't like sharing the conversations but every time we come to the sideline there's always communication taking place with myself Coach Nagy, uh, Coach Reed, and the QBs. But on top of that, you'll always see the QBs go down and talk to, to the receivers. So there's some little personal things that are being mentioned throughout those conversations. But the thing about it, it's helping us to grow. Because some of those things, you, some of those looks you may not see on the practice field that you're getting the game, and now they talk through it. Okay, here's what I'm expecting. Cool. Now, when that next scenario comes up, you'll see it come to fruition and see those guys executed and make it happen. How, how quickly do the guys pick it? Like, I, there was one play, I think, where MVS kind of got free and, and Pat overthrew him a little bit. Is that one of those plays you're talking about? Where oh, yeah. Talk it through and the value of the preseason. How quickly do the guys make that adjustment and you see that get corrected either in practice or the next game? You see it. The next time we have that opportunity to run that play, in fact, we had a great discussion about it because one thing, you know, uh, 
a man in VS, he came out. And on top of that, at the end of the day, we got to make sure that we're completing the ball, but just making sure we're on the same, uh, just on the same page as far as the angles are concerned and what should we expect. There was a number of things that took place on that particular play that we could improve upon. And the first thing is just making sure that we're aligned properly so we all can give ourselves an opportunity to get off the ball. There was another moment in the, in the first half where it looked like Patrick was guiding Pacheco into a hole. And What was your message to Isaiah there? Isaiah is a great kid. He's a tough, hard-nosed football player. My message to him each and every week is to be patient and allow the game to come to you. Okay? He wants to do goods all the time and what you love about that particular player and about that kid. The thing that he has to understand is that you got to allow the O-line to work for you as well. On top of that, you have to learn how to be in sync and in rhythm with the O-line by making sure you're executing the proper footwork because your spacing has to equate to what they're doing. And now that allows them to secure level one to level two. If he's just taking the ball and running, we're not giving ourselves a chance to be great. Now, is he working on it? Yes. Is it a work in progress? Yes. Will he improve over time? Yes, he will. The kid has the right temperament and he has the right mindset, and he will be okay. Yes, it was. It, if it's the same play I'm thinking about, he had an opportunity to make a huge hit. But at the end of the day, it's a great learning lesson for him. And this is why you play the preseason. And this is why you want those opportunities. So, and obviously, you always want it to be perfect. But there's a lot of great learning experiences and teaching experiences that you can that you can gain from that. And so you point that out, and you help the kids, and you direct them, and then they learn from it. It could be a lot better, you know. It could be a lot better. Uh, at the end of the day, we just got to make sure that we're calling enough runs. But on top of that, we got to give ourselves a chance. And everything starts up front. Our guys up front are doing are, are doing a heck of a job. But on top of that, we just need to make sure as a back that we're doing everything under the sun to make it happen by being in sync and in rhythm, making sure we're having the proper reads. And then on top of that, everybody just think the run games goes with what's taking place inside. It also has to do with the guys, uh, the tight ends on the edge and those guys in the perimeter. So it's a, it's a team effort. There's a lot of things that we need to improve upon, and we're going to continue striving to make sure that we can reach the perfection that we want to reach. Along those same lines, given the – the nature of preseason games. You know, there's not there's limited snaps. You're not really going to get a good look at players. How difficult is it for you to evaluate where the run game is when your starters are only getting X amount of repetitions? Well, it's it's not difficult because we'll get a number of reps in practice. But when we do have those opportunities, it's not going to always be perfect because those guys on the other side of the ball get paid as well. The thing that you want to eliminate is making sure that we're not get, making sure that we're giving ourselves a chance by doing all the little things that are necessary by executing those details and fundamentals that we work on each and every week. At the end of the day, we're not doing those. So what does that mean? We got to continue making sure as a staff that we're giving our guys the right information. But on top of that, those guys processing the information and going out and working on it so now everything can happen on game day. But it takes time. You know, it takes time. Talked about chemistry. Uh, seems like Jody and uh, Patrick developed, you know, developing a little bit more chemistry. What's that doing for Jody's content? <laughs> well, it, it was, it was, it was like it was Jody's welcome back party. I mean, 
He got hurt in that game last year. I thought he did a heck of a job of playing fast. I thought he stood out and did some great things. Obviously, he, he had the two scores. Uh, but Jody, one thing about Jody, he's, his, he's his, his biggest critic. He'll tell you, there's plenty of things to work on. I'm happy that he had an opportunity to make the plays that he made. But on top of that, Jody knows there's certain things that he has to work on that's going to help him to be the best player that he can be but also allow us to become the best team that we could possibly be when we're operating on, a, on, a, on our side of the ball. And I've seen it on film. With, I, I saw Patrick go over and say on that second touchdown, he needed to do something a little different. <laughs> what did you see on that? Yes. The, but here's the good thing, and I always will say this. Sometimes without no bad luck, we wouldn't have any good luck at all. You know, There was a lot of things that went wrong, but you know what made it right? Those two played fast. That's what made it right, and that's the chemistry that we're talking about. You guys are trying to make some decisions here with, with players. You know, this is a tough roster to get on. Is a player more likely to perhaps win a spot on the roster in the final preseason game itself, or is it in the practice field? Is it the weight room, the meeting, meeting room? How does that kind of work that way? Well, I reminded our guys this morning. The first thing I said, there's an imaginary sign outside that says, hiring all applicants, okay? So with that said, you're interviewing for a job. Everything that you do, we're evaluating what you do in the meeting room. We're evaluating what you're doing in uh, the walkthroughs and on the field. And so at the end of the day, we want our players to make it as tough as, as a decision as we have to make. You know? And they also need to understand, and I reminded them, it's not about being out there playing your particular position. It's all about what are you doing on scout team? What are you doing when, when being given an opportunity to align on special teams. So at the end of the day, we want these guys to come out here and play hard and play fast and give us everything that they have. Because when it's all said and done with, the only thing that we want is the best people that happen to be the best football players that can help us to win on Sundays. And if it takes you to a third preseason game to show that you can do that, then that's what it takes. And wouldn't it look kind of non-football when I doubt if you're watching Hard Knocks, I don't know. I have not seen enough. So. I just want to know what your thoughts about Deuce Daly. He's your old teammate. He's quite a star in this thing. I've, I've, I know Deuce uh, personally. Uh, I've heard some of the, the chatter about it, but I'm going to not comment on it. But uh, I know Deuce and Aaron having a good time, it seems like. And that's just the, the nature of who those guys are. Those guys love some football. And those are two great football players, you know, former players at the time, that happen to bring a lot of energy to the field. <laughs> All right, y'all take care. Hey, Dave, after seeing uh, Sky Moore for a couple games as a punt returner, what, what are your thoughts there? Do you feel like he's ready for the regular season? Uh, I think he's, he's building confidence every game. Um, I, I really like that second one where he went after it. You know, uh, it was a short kick. We had a right return call, but there was no, not a lot of blocking over there, and he still went up there and caught it and, and saved us some yardage and then held on to the ball when he got hit. So, I mean, that was... It was good to see. He's getting a lot more confidence with with his catching and his ball reads. Um, you know, so we just we got to keep working him in there. I tried to get him as many as I could in that last game. On that play there, I mean, when you're running like that, would you rather have him try to call a fair catch, or is that kind of harder to do when you're? Well, he was trying to. You know, if you fair catch it, you obviously you can't return it. So he was trying to steal it. Oh, you know, right. he was trying to get something out of him. I like I like his courage right now. I mean, that's a good thing to see. You want to have a you know a returner that's willing to take chances it's it's a tough it's a tough job I mean I, I always I tell our guys I said you got quarterback and then you got punt returner you know I mean and that's what we 
and, you know, as far as the toughest job in the NFL, I think it's hard, you know, and, and you have to have courage and you have to have toughness and you have to, uh, you know, obviously the ball reads and, and everything that goes along with it. And uh, you have to trust your teammates that, that they're going to block for you because you don't get to see it a lot of times. But the decision-making is... Yeah, decision-making is huge. That's a, that's a big thing. I mean, you know, in a game, in a, you know, in a, you know it was a game, but in a regular season game, you know, a fair catch would have been, I would have been fine with that. He made a fair catch on the first one. That was fine. But I like the fact that he tried to steal it. You know, that was a good, it was a good thing, you know, to see. Well, they told, they told, not they told, Harrison Bucker <laughs> with a 68 yard. <laughs> <laughs> the haircut. Yeah, Chuck. <laughs> okay. The 68 yard field goal pregame followed up immediately by that 74 yarder. Your reaction when he, when he was able to make that 74 We had the, you know, it was a perfect situation out there. We had the wind blowing, and uh, in pregame, he likes to hit long ones because. It makes him feel like when when we do kick a fifty yarder, he feels real close, you know, because he just banged a you know twenty one yard further than than he just kicked a fifty three. But then he missed fifty three, so I was like, you know, uh, you know, that wasn't like him to miss that kick. That was it was kind of a uh, it was you know I'll let him tell you about it, but it was uh, not not normal for him. But he was you know he, he was he was spot on in pregame for sure. You know he was the situation was good and, and he was banging those kicks. Uh, you know, it was impressive. So, are the right conditions? Is that oh, his there's range? no question. Is that his range now? I mean, I mean his no. Well, his range is. You know, we're we're going to keep him. You know, 58. You know, 40 yard line would probably be his range. You know, get the ball to 40, and then you got a really good legitimate shot to get it. Uh, that kind of kick there, you do at the end of the half. Right. You got the wind behind you. No time left on the clock. You know, you're just going to take a shot. So, I mean, that's why we always try to. You know, in the beginning of the game, we try to kick into the wind. You know, if we win the toss, we, we try to kick into the wind so we have the wind at our back in the second quarter so we can try those long field goals. What do you feel his range is when you're not worried about the field position? Uh, it's just like I said. I mean, I mean he, I'm worried about field position all the time. You know what I mean? But we, Bucker has, a, you know, there's a high percentage chance that he's going to make the field goal. So, you know, we, we, we risk it. Critical as uh, Chris Lamont's just been to, to what you guys have been doing. Yeah, he's he's solid. I mean, you can see him. Um, he's always the first in on kickoff. He's the first in on. He's our best gunner. You know, um, he's a, he's a good player. Um, he's trying to establish himself on defense, and he did a good job in that game. They they played him a lot more, and he showed up a little bit. So that was good to see. It's, it goes hand in hand. It's not just you know we, we don't have just special teams guys. You know, and they have to be able to play offense and defense. So. It's good to see a player that I like, Lamons, doing well on defense. Speaking of that, you guys turned over just a significant amount of your guys last year. What are you learning about some guys that? that yeah, I'm, I'm learning a lot right now. I mean, I, you know, we have to replace. I mean, it's up to like eight guys. I think we've had, you know, that were, that are gone. So we have a, a lot of new guys that are, and we're, and that's what we're doing in, um, you know, in these preseason games is finding guys and seeing who your best gunners are, seeing who's competing on defense and. I mean, there's a lot of competition out there at corner. There's a lot of competition at linebacker, you know, and, um, you know, those are the spots that, you know, we're still, I mean, there's, there's still jobs up for, jo for, for grabs even coming into this game. Do you anticipate losing some guys in the final cutdown? There, there's, there's a chance that, you, we, you know, final cutdown, we might lose guys in the 53, um, but there is a 16-man practice squad uh, roster that is huge, and it, you know, with the you know the new rule that they put in with COVID, and then they kept it going. I'm glad they kept it going because it gives you a chance to. You have guy trained. You know, you cut them, 
he doesn't get picked up from somebody. You get him on the practice squad. He's a guy that you can go to. You get an injury, boom, you got a, got a guy trained up and knows your system, um, and, you, and you plug him in. So I think we're going to have some good players, you know, in that category. Back to Butker for a second. What's the longest field goal you've ever seen made, whether it's pregame or? It was probably Tucker's, you know, last year that I've seen made. How about anecdotally that you've ever heard? Oh, just seeing, yeah. yeah. Uh, that seventy-four was pretty darn good. I mean, that was. <laughs> I, I go back and I, I think uh, I had we had Tucker in a Pro Bowl, and he was he was hitting them over our. We had nine on seven going on, and he was behind us, you know, and I was with him, and he was banging, you know, off the tee. He was he was hitting some long ones. I can't remember how long they were, but they were seventy plus. So both of those guys are like, you know, it, it, it's a battle, you know, with that. I, I think. Uh, Bucker, he might have a chance someday to break the record. You know, I mean, if the right situation comes up, he has a chance. I'm sure he would like to have it. Sorry, Coach. Um, we talked about that you can't replicate teams in practice. So Thursday is really your last chance. And with just the three preseason games, does that change your approach? I mean, do you get to this game now and you're like, hey, there's guys that I don't need to see because I know what they can do? Whereas sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, there's no question. Uh, yeah, there's no question about that. You know, so when you watch and see who's playing, you guys can kind of figure it out. You know who we're trying to see. You know, and uh, that's usually how it works out. Given all the I mean, that goes offense, defense too. I mean, same thing. Uh, given all the turnover, just how critical has Bush been uh, to add him in the offseason? Yeah, he's a critical guy. I mean, I look at him as like you know, you know how we used Amani Watts last year. You know, uh, he's he's that guy. So and, and he does a lot. He's a PP and he's our hybrid on a, on, the, on the kickoff return team. So he's an important guy. You know. Are you, telling, are you telling uh Butker to take a little bit off the kickoffs in the preseason so you can Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah, we I mean Butker could kick a ball in a stand every time. I mean, that's I mean, if he kicks it short, it's because we want him to kick it short. You know, it's you know, Butker he, his leg is he's got the strongest kickoff leg in the league. I think everybody'll tell you that. I mean, he he kicked one he kicked one in the first preseason game. The very first one was a 4 se- 4 7 hang time to the 1-yard line. I mean, that's just, it's unheard of, you know, the amount of height that he gets on it, you know, just from. You what know. else you talk about punt retirement. What about kickoff retirement with uh, Pacheco? What do you think from him? I saw he brought out one from. Yeah, he, we, we didn't, they didn't give us any. I mean, I was, I was kind of frustrated because they didn't kick it. They, they tried to kick away from us in the preseason. It <laughs> doesn't make any sense. But Pacheco got it at nine deep. You know, he tried to come out with it. Then the other one, he. He started coming out at four. He was fourteen deep. He started coming out. So, but um, you know, you can't evaluate your kickoff return team unless you get returns. So I, I'm telling them to come on out deep. Um, maybe Green Bay will give us some, so we can evaluate that part of it. But you know, I, I, I think he's I think he's a talented guy, and he's he's excited about it. You know, you could tell he wants to go. You know. Thanks, everyone. All right. Thanks. Thanks. See you later. Advice do you have for young guys who are trying to make a roster when it comes down to this last week, performing on the field, practice, all those kind of things, trying to make an impression? Yeah, so I got a couple of tips on that. So first and foremost, it's not always about um, being so hungry to make a play that you get outside of the technique and scheme of the defense to make those plays. You know what I mean? Um, you can have a great game and not have any stats on the production chart by being consistent, doing your job the whole time, and, you know, it just so might happen for that game that the ball didn't come your direction. But when it does come, um, don't miss a layup when those opportunities come. And don't get, over, don't get um, bogged down overthinking um, your job or what's going to happen next. At the end of the day, football is football. It's the same sport we've been playing since we were kids. So pin your ears back and go.
That's what he said. Are, are there Good. specific things you can point to from either practice or either of the two games that tell you, defensively at least, you guys are in a better place now than you were, say, when camp started? Yeah, um, the confidence is there. Um, you look at the first two halves of both the Chicago game and of the Washington game. I mean, they, they look damn near identical. The offense goes and scores on the first drive. Defense um, holds them to a big egg on the scoreboard, you know. And that's what we wanted to execute out of our first teams, to go out there. Um, the game plan is simple. We should be able to execute. And I think we did a good job of that. So that's building some momentum going into the season. Um, we just got to make sure we continue to do that when the games count. You and, uh, you and Dion are kind of in the same position as veterans coming into a new, new setting and everything. How much have you gotten to know each other, and how much you kind of lean on each other being the new guys? Yeah, um, we got to know each other a lot. You know, we bring a lot of experience to the room. Me and Dion, um, we chat all the time. Um, I didn't know that he had that, you know, big his stick power that he had in him that he put on display um, a couple days ago. That was very fun to watch. Um, but our job here not only is to go out and perform, but it's also to be a resource for those next guys coming in. I mean, we have a ton of rookies in this class, especially in the DB room. Um, so we want to help bring those guys along because most of them are going to be playing some football for us, and they're going to play a pivotal role in us getting some big-time wins down the road. I know you're a guy who likes to, you know, likes a big hit, too. So what did you say to Dion after that one? Oh, I told him I didn't have one like that for a while. I mean, it was clean. Like, he couldn't say anything wrong about it. There was no helmet-to-helmet contact. Right in the chest, strike zone um, was there. Um, it was just a very clean play. You guys have a lot of new faces, you being one of them, and you've seen some early success with this first-team defense. Just how comfortable do you feel like you guys are when it comes to just being ready for week one? Um, very high. Um, out of my years in the league, this is the highest IQ defense that I've been a part of. As far as across the, ball, across the board, guys just understanding football, um, being able to talk ball, not necessarily having to even go practice it, just being able to have a verbal conversation about it and everyone being able to understand what the coaches are trying to get done and be able to go out and execute it and not spend um, a ton of time you know, doing practice reps, which we still do and is important. Um, but just speaking to the IQ side of it, um, it's very high in this room. So the guys have picked up on the scheme really well. You mentioned the high IQ, and <clears throat> you have to have a high IQ to excel at the game of chess. How much of that do you apply as a football player as you're breaking down things? Yeah, it kind of it's, it's kind of similar, you know what I mean? Um, you plan your moves ahead, you try and see what the opponent is giving to you, what they're putting on tape, and see if they're going to expose their hand. And, um, you know, you try and make moves in a way that is deliberate and intentional, but doesn't put yourself at risk of getting checkmated, you know, or a touchdown scored on you. Um, so there's some there's some carryover that goes between the two. What's your favorite opening? Just out of curiosity. Um, I play the Scotch game as white, and I play the Sicilian defense as black. Okay. Not Tom's team That's not your. <laughs> nah, not that one. Yeah, you trying to do the four move checkmate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that don't that won't work against someone. Yeah. <laughs> If you're like most players, you, you kind of play them one week at a time. You prepare week to week as you go through the season. But it, you know, you look at your schedule, and there's some really good quarterbacks you're facing right off the bat. I mean, there's what Kyler Murray, and then uh, Justin Herbert, and mm -hmm. Tom Brady's in there. Derek Carr, Matt Ryan, uh, Josh Allen. And that, those are like the first six. 
have you paused to look at that? And, and if so, what are your thoughts on a schedule that includes those guys to start the season? Yeah, we start, you know, we try to take things a week at a time, like you said. We do things at a task at hand. I think the defensive staff here um, across the board does a great job, though. Uh, they've slipped in some plays from Arizona and the Chargers. Um, I don't even know if everyone, you know, all the players even know that they've slipped in those plays in there. So that way we've already been exposed to some of them. Um, but we're keeping the focus on Green Bay. How do you know that? How do you know the coaches have slipped in? Some oh, I go and talk to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I go and talk to them. Um, I have a little more free time than most of the guys do, um, being that I'm not doing as many special teams um, this year, aside from my you know, backup kicking role. Um, so I get the time to go chat with the coaches about it. Did you see Butker's 74-yard? I did. That was impressive. I mean, guy's got a cannon. Yeah. I mean, I think he might get Justin Tucker for the record. I mean, if he gets a shot. No weather permitting and everything, he could do it. A couple more. Okay, let's go. Awesome. Thanks. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, thanks, Joe.